Are you ready? Can't crush us. It don't really get no better than this the podcast that you're looking for. If you're really heavy in the wrestling, hosted by the mark. Energy that's so amazing. Gotta keep it entertaining. Rep the can crush a nation. Yeah, you know what's going down in the ring. Lights out when you hit a ding ding. Knock them out like boom, bada bing. Hold it down, you can crown me the king. Gotta shout out to the Miz and Duke the dumpster. We choke slamming everybody, power driving. Hit them with a face buster. Yeah, yeah, this the show you need an and it ain't no need for waiting. Mark, hold it down for the can crush a nation. All about wrestling and keep it entertaining. Can crushers wrestling podcast. Time to break them. Let's go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can crushers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can crushers. Let's go. Hey everybody, this is Gilbert, WWF's longest reigning light heavyweight champion, and you're listening to Kane Crusher's podcast. The best guys there are out there. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good night. I don't know when you're listening to this. I want to cover all bases. Welcome back to another Can Crushers Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Mark the Mark Martinez. It's spotlight time. Guys, you know I love the spotlights. I love learning about wrestlers and their story and how they got into the business. Well, this one's going to be kind of special. This one's going to be really cool, but it might freak me out a little bit. My guest this week... Judy Hendricks, savage, not average. Um, she sent me a picture of her holding crocodile head and a, a turtle tortoise. I, I don't know, but I, I hope she doesn't play with anything else besides that. So I'm going to have to find I don't, I don't like those little things that slither, guys. I Note, after so many years, yeah, I don't like snakes. They freak me out. So if we're going to talk snakes at all during this, uh, I'm going to probably have nightmares. I'm probably going to have nightmares. We're going to find out all about Judy's, how she got into wrestling, some of her, uh, I guess you want to say, influences, what's going on. You guys know how the spotlight works. I'm super excited to get into it. So Judy's going to be coming online here in a minute. But first, we have to do our due diligence. We have to tell you about collar and elbow. Hats, hoodies, tees, all that cool stuff. That Al Snow and his hooligans have at Collar and Elbow. When you're ready to pay for your order, use the promo code CANCRUSHERS. All one word, capital C and CAN, capital C and CRUSHERS, and you will save 10% off of your order. And you'll help Can Crushers out as well. So that's cool. Thank you, everyone, who's done that over the years. It means a lot. And I hope you're repping that great swag the uh, Collar and Elbow brand has because it's amazing. I have just my, and I don't want to call it generic, just my basic, I guess, is the word I'm looking for tonight. Gray property Collar and Elbow on. Um, one of the first I've ever gotten, and I love it. It's awesome. Still in great shape. It's comfortable. It's been through the wash three million times. So, and it holds up. You can't beat Collar and Elbow, guys. Hey, go out and like, subscribe, and do all that cool stuff as well. Wherever you're listening now, we're on other platforms as well. Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play. Wherever you listen, please share, like, subscribe. If you can review us, that would be awesome as well. So go ahead. We're on all the socials, at least the three bigs. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. 
Reach out there, us there, ask us some questions. We'll answer them during our weekly shows on Sunday. Do some cool stuff. If you're in the business and you would love your own spotlight, you'd love to be interviewed by this guy, Mark the Mark. We have the old-fashioned email as well. Do you imagine that email is now considered old-fashioned? That's crazy. Cancrusher69 at gmail.com, and you will be able to get scheduled, and we'll do all that, so reach out. All right, here comes Al Snow to tell you more about Collar and Elbow, and then we'll get Judy Hendricks, savage, not average, on the line to chat wrestling, and hopefully not snakes. Wrestling. A love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand. The wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. Hey guys, it is the Spark, Jada Stone, and you already know they call me the Spark, but you can be the Spark as well if you tune into Can Crusher's podcast because they're amazing over there. So be the Spark with me and tune in. And welcome back to Can Crusher's, guys. I am super excited to have Savage Not Average Judy Hendricks on the line. Judy, how you doing tonight after all the hoops and everything that we've had to jump through? Howdy, everybody. I am doing fantastic out here in the woods. Me and my alligator and my pet turtle, we are awesome out here. You brought it up right off the bat, so I need to talk about this. Then we'll get into wrestling because that's what this podcast is. I'm okay with a pet turtle, okay? That's all fine and dandy. What other reptiles are you into? And please, don't give me nightmares tonight. Well... I don't own any actual pet reptiles. I don't own any actual pet snakes. Well, I haven't caught one yet, but until I catch one, I don't have one. But I do have a pet snapping turtle. I do have a pet tortoise. I do have a red-eared slider. I do have a river cooter. I do have one of those, uh, the the little, I don't know how to describe them, but they're, they're a little like sliders dudes. They're like, have webbed feet and stuff. I have a whole bunch of turtles. Okay. And I have an alligator head I caught with my papa on the bio Louisiana. And I have this I have tons of snake skins. I have a raccoon hat. I have bear um mittens. I have like blankets ma- made out of deer hide. I have like everything you can ma- dream of because I was born a hunter, a fisherwoman, and a trapper. You are as country as country can be then, right? Yeah. Yes. I'm for the deer. It's me. Well, yeah, that's a good point, too. By the way, I had a few years back, and you're going to laugh because it's probably not the best place to have alligator, but I had alligator the first time in North Carolina ever in my life, literally maybe like two years ago. It's amazing. So I am only imagine like, like chicken, right? It, it, I think it's better than chicken. Oh, really? I, th- I think it's like, uh, um, it reminds me of like chicken breasts. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good point. But you guys can probably. And I'm not, this is horrible the way I'm saying it. I'm not making a whole stereotype or anything. But you guys know how to make it comparative to a, an overpopulated chain restaurant. That's where I had it from. I didn't have it from like Joe Smith or anybody on the bayou or anything. I had it at a chain restaurant. So you making it is probably 10 times better. Oh, yeah. I can cook. Listen, I build my own fires and I cook my my meat just like that. Nice. Like I like if there's a camping trip, I don't need none of that stuff. I can make it all myself. So where did this love of again, please let's not talk snakes a lot, but where did this love of like turtles and other reptiles come from in your life? I've always been an outdoor type kid. We're talking like not your average country kid that just goes out in some flip flops and plays whoopty doodle in the mud. No, we're talking like I'd be barefoot out in the woods, out in the water, out in the creeks and the hills and the hollers. I'd be out there barefoot. And I would just, if it moved, I was touching it. If it looked weird, I'd touch it. And like if it could be caught, I caught it. Papa would always take us out fishing and hunting out in the woods and that's where we'd catch our dinner and that's and we would use the left leftovers to bless ourselves in terms of like clothing food um essentials yeah that so bare necessities that, essentially like if we're gonna sacrifice the animal we need to use it to nourish our life by by that we just i've at a very young age, I've been raised like the most backwoods it can get. Like, I'm an outside girl. I like to do outside things. I would much rather spend my time outside than I would inside. But I'm indigenous. I'm an adopted child in my family. But I, me, I'm a Native American, uh, Blackfoot Siksika from my tribe from Canada. And Native American uh, culture, everybody knows, it's like related to like nature and the world and the environment around them, Mother Earth and stuff. So that isn't, that's like another way of me, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's definitely practice. then whatever you take yes. from the world, you use all of it and then give back. Yes. Okay. Have you? This is the one that, uh, and then we'll move on to wrestling. Um, have you noodled? Like I've always wanted to noodle, but I'm worried. Absolutely, stick my fist down. Catfish comes up, swallows it. I yank it out the river. Absolutely. What does that feel like? Like I'm a scaredy cat. By the vacuum cleaner. Oh, all right. What's the (laughs) what's the biggest one that you've caught? Um, I don't remember weighing it. Okay, but I remember. I don't. Um, I don't remember. Uh, I, I can't hand motion it to you either. But like, no, because imagine, we're on the phone. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> so imagine, like, you know, PS Five boxes, right? Like the video game boxes or yeah. whatever. So you common folk, um, imagine putting like two or three of them together. That's the biggest one I've got. Holy shit! That's that's got some girth to it then too. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah. The big kitty boy. All right, you're definitely savage and not average whatsoever. Let's learn about your path into. Oh, but what? No, no, wait a minute. Stop, Mark. Stop. Talk to talk to me about getting this gator with Papa. Like, how the hell did you catch a, a gator? Did you wrestle it down? Like, just jump on its back? I know it's a little one because it's it's in the photo that we have on for the episode and everything. But they're quick. They are quick. 
You just gotta. Luckily, this little dude was on land. He was just chilling on the land. Okay. Pat, I don't have a very good memory of it because I was like three or four years old when this happened. No, but no, no, I don't know. Anybody that argues with me, you're wrong. No three or four year old has a memory like that. No 45 year old has a memory either. So I'm all right with that. <laughs> but, um, so it was sitting there on the, on the swamp bank and it was just chilling there by itself. Uh, Papa went down to get it. We were, we were already out there hunting for, um, for to try new food. And Papa literally reached down there. It jumped. It literally jumped. Papa grabbed it and brought it with us. It's actually not an alligator. It's a caiman. Oh, and I don't know the difference. So explain the difference real quick before we move on. What the hell is the difference between a caiman and an alligator? The most common way to explain the difference between an alligator and a caiman is that a caiman is smaller. Okay. That's that's good enough for me. Um, thank you for simplifying it because I was like, "What are we talking about?" Same species and everything, just a different name, and it's smaller. Everybody likes to make it complicated, but to the average folk, all you need to know is it's smaller. There you go. If you learned anything today on Can Crushers, you learned that it's smaller. You uh, learned that Judy Hendricks knows what she's talking about. Damn it! You're right. You're right. All right, let's do the rewind then. And how do you discover? You know, you're in mud pits and holes and lakes and everything. How the hell do you discover professional wrestling? Mom, dad, papa, who said, Judy, watch this because you're going to wrestle one day. My papa and I used to watch the 90s DVDs, like the VHS tapes. Wow. Definitely. He he was old school, so he didn't have cable. You want to watch TV, you watch the VHS tape. I just threw a ton of those out today. Not wrestling ones, because as a garbage man, I will still go. If people are throwing VHS tapes out, I will still go through them to see if there's wrestling-related oh, ones. It could be worth some money. You might come across WrestleMania three. Right. You're exactly right. And that's why I go through them. I don't need to save Pretty Woman or you know Sleepless in Seattle or anything like that. No. I'm looking for wrestling ones. You're watching Pretty Woman on a VHS. Lord help you. <laughs> right. So you and Papa find wrestling, and, and you eighties, nineties VHS, and then when we went home, we had cable because we had to have cable to watch news and Disney Channel, whatever else would entertain us. While we can't go outside, because we had a period of time we weren't allowed to go outside. We loved going outside so much we had to have restraints to keep us from going outside. Mom and Dad would tell us this big, ugly ass tree in the backyard was some type of was some type of witch or whatever, and if you went out, um, if you went outside and walked past it, it would grab you and um, keep you with like you would disappear. It would keep a hold of you and you would disappear. So we were like, "Oh shit, we ain't going outside." Damn, that. that's some messed up stuff. But I guess it's good. I mean, if you're out 18 hours out of the day running amok all over the wilderness, they do want to see you a little bit. And you uh, need yeah. to sleep. Yeah, and we had school the next morning. Yeah, so was, school's overrated. I'm, and that was the witch tree. You went past the witch tree, you disappear. I mean, it's, it's as simple as can be. Like, and we're out in the hollers and stuff. You go too far and disappear. Mom and dad, where where they go? There's creepy people walking around. There are creepy people walking around this world all over the place. I agree. Not to me, I believe in skinwalkers. 
What the hell is a skinwalker, Judy? In Native American culture, skinwalker um, is like a half animal, half human thing that's like pretty much became possessed of greed or something like that. I don't know the entire story, but I know like it's like an afterlife kind of figure and it like haunts people and stuff. I need, I'm literally writing down skinwalker right now because I need to do more research on that and find out what it is. This might be something my son would like. Uh, he He's into all of that craziness. I don't, again, I'm a wimp. I, I really, <laughs> if it's going to make me get, get any like nightmares or anything, I'll be like, here, dude, just look this literally, up. Write this down while you're writing it down with it. Write down Native American folklore. We got some of the best folklore out there. Oh, I agree with that. I, I agree with that. Yeah. All right. So you're watching wrestling with Papa. Uh, who are some of your favorites growing up? Uh, who did you like? Oh, man, I really like this person. Um. Well, I also watched it with my brother because he caught it live. It was a triple, uh, a trios tag match with, I think, the Funkadactyls and Natalia versus AJ, Tamina, and uh, Oksana, I want to say. And uh, Oksana really, or not Oksana, AJ really caught my eye as a child because, like, we kind of dress the same. I'm wearing jean shorts, um, some raggedy old tennis shoes, and uh, a T-shirt. Looked like me. Yeah. And and black hair, tan skin, looked like me. So I was like, well, shoot, this girl is me. Um, back in the nineties VHS tapes, uh, man, that, that was so hard to think. Like, uh, I get a lot of comparisons to Skinner. Well, I do. I'm going to stop you there for a second because I, in a minute, I'm going to compare. I have three wrestlers who I think you are. So, uh, we'll get to that. Let, let's go through your story and everything. And I'm like, this is who I think you are, but that you stole one of them. Clearly, yes. <laughs> I mean, it's the outfit. It's the attire. It's you playing with gators. I won't give the other two away. Um, But I remember watching, like, the, you know, the how I came up with the more modern version of Judy. Because, obviously, if you go back and look, it's just me dressed up as the girl next door. And I would just wrestle on shows, like when I first started. Everybody can see it. Well, what makes you different now than what you did then? Because I found out that, like, I can actually be myself in wrestling. It's the day and age where girls don't have to look cute. I love I you. I love I you for to. that. Thank you. I I am a strong advocate for that in women's professional wrestling. And I don't even like using the word women's in front of it. Just professional wrestling. Right, because there's people out there who have like a feminine body, but they don't have, identify as a woman. So we shouldn't be calling it women's wrestling. We should just be calling it wrestling. Exactly, exactly. So we we know a little bit about your past and everything. When do you make that phone call um, after high school? When do you start searching for a training center? Um, as soon as the ball game ended, because I was a cheerleader, gymnast, and dancer, all, uh, danced for three, cheered for 10, uh, gymnast for, I want to say 18 years, but I got to thinking about the math. I want to say 16 years now. <laughs> right. You, you, you didn't come out of the womb as a cheerleader, right? Yeah. I've, yeah. I'd have to say 16 years because I'm 20 now and I've been retired for two years. So... Uh, that another inspiration for me being like crazy out in the backwoods and stuff, like 
I mean, I did gymnastics. I mean, come on, what more? What more you want from me? I'm a barefoot flipper. Yeah, and that that you know transitions right into professional wrestling. I, the only thing, unless you were being dropped or anything, you were doing the cardio of it. You were doing the flips. You know, maybe not the bumps, but you were doing all of that as a, as a gymnast, right? Yes, and um. So I did all that my entire life, but the last ball game, I handed in my uniforms at school the next day, went to training that weekend, found a show, found their training center, went to training that weekend. Shane Douglas and Chris Cannon was waiting for me. That was my first two trainers. Shane Douglas, man, you just, you hit my heart. Uh, As a youngster, I saw some of Shane's very first matches in the Pittsburgh, Indiana area up around here with Dominic DiNucci, man, Shane is trainer. amazing. That's his trainer. He talks about, Do- he used to talk about, talk about Dominic all the time. I haven't seen him in a while because then I moved on to my, after about six or so months, I moved on to my next set of trainers who really took me under their wing as Bobby Blaze and Jillian Hall. Another great duo. Oh my God. People 20 years into wrestling don't have the, the, uh, resume of trainers that you do and you're young in wrestling. Let's not pull punches here. You're young in wrestling. I'm very blessed to meet the legends I've gotten to meet and the, the, um, like the superstars of today that have helped me out. Yeah. I I trained with Bobby and Jillian for about a year, um, with what used to be FTC. And then I left because of personal reasons. And then I moved with Jillian to the hip toss house. Are you, are you still there once in a while? Because I know you're busy as all get up and we'll get to our next (laughs) step here in a minute. No. Um, but I would like to say in between, uh, um, Shane Douglas, FTC, and the Hip Toss House. I would drop by with Chance Prophet and Jason Kincaid at the Power Slam Academy. And right now, I'm with OVW, and I'm training with Al Snow and Doug Basham. Yeah, and you have somebody else there as well. I was going to bring those two up along with somebody in your hip pocket, uh, amazing Maria. Uh, Maria, uh, and that's mom. The, well, yeah. Sister, Maria's mom, Uncle Al, Uncle Doug. Yeah, uh, transitioning to OVW now for a little bit. Let me tell you, I said well, this. Jill- so- Go ahead. To about it, Jillian's mom. Uh, if I had to think of a wrestling sister, that would be Jada. So Jillian and Maria are mom. Like both of them are saved under mom in my contact. Right. Yeah. You can. Have, it's it's fine to have two moms. As a youngster, when we would go to friend's house, you know, out of respect, everybody was mom. 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 So. Completely understand that. OVW right now has, and I said it on Jada, so go back and listen, folks, if you if you don't think. OVW has that next huge resurgence, and I'm not knocking anybody else, but look at the freaking names in OVW as women. And again, I hate using that, but I'm just pinpointing it for people to understand. They have... No, as women in the locker room, so yes, you can say women. We have we don't have any non-binaries or any of that in the women's locker room. Right. So, if there was otherwise, I would cre- correct you, but we do not. They have you. They have Jada. They have Hollywood. They have Freya. They have okay. D- Dream Girl Ellie. They have 
I, the, the Layla Gray. I, this is if there is another air quotes revolution for women coming. You're part of it, Judy, because this locker room is get ready. Sorry, this is why the explicit is coming. Fucking stacked. I love it. No disrespect to the guys in OVW right now, but you guys are carrying it. And Al oh, will get on my ass for that. The fact that somebody thinks I'm a part of a revolution is honestly like so one humbling. It really is humbling. And, and two, like it's just, I don't know, man. I'm sitting here like trying to process that because to think that anyone could say I'm a part of a revolution is crazy to me because I remember growing up watching women revolutions. Yeah, but can you look back though now, now that you're humbled a little bit and say, because look at the talent there. I, I mean, there's Ellie travels around the world, you know, Layla, AEW. I mean, there is just so much. Dream Girl Ellie's a spitfire she in is. the ring. I She's swear crazy. to God. Crazy. That primal scream is a whole different level. Hurts, too. <laughs> it does. Her hurt. primal worse than her finisher. <laughs> So how do you make it to OVW from from getting, you know, with Jillian and Shane and all that? How's that transition get you to OVW? So I was out on the indies, of course, taking bookings here and there, training more than taking bookings. But my bookings started to pick up. I get a call from Mar- Amazing Maria, who I had been in touch with for like three months prior. And then when I first started training, she hit me up too, but I told her I wasn't ready because I was three months into my training. Yeah. I'm not ready to go have a match. Um, and I realized that cause I did not have my first match until I was 10 months in the business. Um, that's but, cool that you actually understand that because there's some that just want that first match, have it be miserable I'm, or whatever. I, I, I really pat yourself on the back for that because that's awesome that you knew you weren't ready. I understood how bad I wanted my first match, but I also understood how good I wanted to be in my first match. Like I wanted it bad, but I wanted to do good. So I understood that if waiting is what it took, then it's what it took. Yeah. A lot of, I hate to say this, a lot of indie stars don't see it that way. They just want that first match under their belt, ready or not. That's the difference. I'm not trying to be an indie darling. I'm trying to be a professional wrestling star. Yes. Superstar. And you're getting there. You're getting there. I love that. Thank you. Uh, you're just you're checking all the boxes today, gal. You really are. <laughs> all right. So let's talk about who you are. Then I want to talk about kind of some training. You know, we'll reverse back. So this is where I say who I think you are. Uh, you ruined Skinner already. You understand that. It's the attire. It's playing with gators. It's noodling. It's all of that. My yeah. second my second one is Taz because Ooh. you're very suplex heavy. You do belly to bellies. You do the, the T-bone. You, you do all that. So that actually I got right off the bat. I'm like, yeah. And the, okay. o- the okay. other one. Just because it's it goes hand in hand. You living off of the world and everything. Sarah Logan. I get it so much. Oh my God. I love her. <laughs> yeah. It, it's w- without a doubt. If those three don't check your boxes, I don't know what the hell anybody's watching and doesn't see that in you. And it's, it's your own perspective of it. 
And it's you making, because listen, it's professional wrestling. Everything is stolen, borrowed, brought back around. But you put your own twist on it. So how close am I? Um, I would say you hit them all, honestly. Yeah. Like, I, I never thought, I always thought, Ta- uh, not Taz, uh, Skinner and Sarah Logan and somebody else, but I can't think right now, I really can't. Um, oh, yeah, what's her face uh, from NXT? Stole my gimmick and made it a cute ditzy thing. I can't even remember right now. I was a I was a happy go lucky country girl until cute yeah, Fallon Henley, cute little ditzy country girl. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I was like, if she's gonna do that, watch this. She got another thing coming. Don't get bit by the turtle grip, bitch. <laughs> yes. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about first day of training. Actually, when when you trickle into training for the very first day, what's the hardest thing for you to take in? Because, listen, we, we've talked about the flips and you can do all of that. What was your hardest thing in training to just let it sink in? The fact that I'm actually in a wrestling ring. Oh, I, no, no. I, I meant uh, what was the hardest thing for you to do then, essentially? Sorry, I misworded that. Oh, my hardest move to do? I always had a fear of hip tosses for whatever reason. Because, sorry, I'm washing out my dish. Yeah, we both had spaghetti tonight, by the way, folks. This is uh, off of randomness. We both had spaghetti tonight, so we're excited about that. I had real spaghetti. I had SpaghettiOs straight out the tent. It didn't feel like going out in the woods because I knew I was running short on time. Oh, you ruined that. All right, it's all right. You see, I live in Louisville now. They don't have no woods. They don't. I tried asking my nearest pedestrian. They looked at me like I was crazy. They don't. Did Louisville get snow today, by the way? Is that what I heard Daniel Spencer tell me? Did we get snow? I didn't know that. Oh, okay. I don't know. I just know it's cold. It's miserable up here. You should come to Pennsylvania once. Blah. I'm trying to get on up there. You, you will. You will. Connections, girl. Connections. All right, first match then. Let, let's talk your first match. Nervous all day until you hit the curtain and then the feels go away and you're ready to go? Uh, I just wanted to get out there. No nerves. Just want to get out there. I knew I was ready. I knew I was born to do this. Because you took the time. You took the time and you didn't... I knew the time was right. If it weren't for Jillian being at that show that day, I would have never had that match. Nice. You have a, a little bit of a past with Jillian, too, prior to professional wrestling, right? Yes. And I, I don't know it. I just kind of read real quick doing some research. What is it? Um, I used to cheer with her daughter. Um, her daughter's name is Victoria. I used to cheer with her daughter in high school, and we went to the same school and everything. Jillian also lived a very similar life that I did when I was in school. Like We both cheered. Um, we both went out on the indies. We ended up at OBW. Hopefully, we both end up at WWE. Yeah. You keep doing what you're doing. We kind of live the same life. That's cool. That's cool. That It's a great person. To, you have two great role models and women from Jillian. Later, and living the same life as my role model. 20 years later, I live the exact same life. Yeah. All right, let's take a break for, uh, from wrestling for a minute, and let's do some... Wrestling. What? Wrestling. Wrestling. Let's take a, a break there and learn more. We know a lot about you, about what you do and everything. But 
besides digging in ditches and noodling and everything, uh, and Judy gets a day off, you know, they don't come far and few in professional wrestling. But what do you like to do otherwise? You brought up PlayStation. So are you a gamer a little bit? Um, no. I just sat here and found these PlayStation boxes in front of me. Oh, okay. But I do like to watch um, some shows that I did like watching growing up when I wasn't allowed to go outside. Um, right now, I'm watching Hannah Montana. Oh, my God. That's not what I thought you were going to say, but okay. You're no, that age, Raym. No, no, not. no knock, but okay. No, here's why. Because she's a small-town girl from Tennessee that made her dreams come true. I'm a small-town girl from Eastern Kentucky that's going to make her dreams come true, and that's why I love the show. I know. That, that's, that's great. So besides Hannah Montana, what else uh, – do you do you like dabbling in? Oh, I like going to the gym. Um, I don't really do a whole lot. I like my sleep. Well, that's that's called recovery in professional wrestling. Is recovery? No, my sleep's a hobby. Oh, it's a hobby. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because uh, I be out all night nowadays, so I gotta take I gotta take. Um, I got to add my recovery as a hobby as well. And then there's nothing wrong with that. I did that as soon as I got home from work, too. I took a little siesta. All right. I got three of the stupidest questions you'll probably ever hear in your life, but it's kind of a break. Um, Let's hear them. Would you rather have a death match against Amazing Maria or Al Snow? I'd rather not have a death match at all. <laughs> you have to though. It, it's it's the contract of being on Can Crushers. When mom's in death matches, she don't play. I'll take out Snow. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure you can watch uh, the kennel match between him and Big Boss Man and talk about that with him. That's probably the closest thing to a death match as he had because the dogs are humping each other, right? <laughs> it sounds like Al. We love Al. Would you rather be part of the Viking Raiders or the Riot Squad? This is a gimme. The Riot Squad, absolutely. I'm practically already in there. If you think about it, and some uh, uh, chicks kick ass from Canada, he he made a poster. I had me, Jada, and Brittany Jade on there. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's like a, a second-generation Riot Squad. Me being Sarah, Brittany being Ruby, and uh, Jada being Liv. Yeah. I, yeah, I saw that. I said it was a give me. It was kind of the tease of me, you know, see you being Sarah Logan, maybe going here in the near future with the Vikings. But it's clearly you guys are the Riot Squad, without a doubt. All right. And if you could pick, you know, Papa has found older VHSs now. If you can go back to the territory days and, you know... NWA, AWA, World Class, something like that, because I know that you've done tape study now in your professional wrestling career. What era or what organization do you think you would fit in the most? Smoky Mountain. Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Yep. You nailed all of these, because that's exactly what I thought you would. Yes, you would fit in there, the craziness with Smoky Mountain. Yeah. With my boy Tracy Smothers, that's my favorite wrestler of all time. Really? See, why didn't you? That I figured that would have brought, been brought up as a favorite when we were talking as you were a child. But it was—it had to come from tape study, right? 
yeah, like, not, Tracy's just the best comedy wrestler of all time. Can't outdo him. Like, wild-eyed southern boy. Gotta love him. Oh, my goodness. So, like, are, are we going to see maybe you join the FBI then? The full-blooded Italians 3.0 at some point? I'm part native, part Italian, and part native, or part native, part Italian, and part Puerto Rican. You bet your butt I'll be in the FBI. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, th- those were great. You knocked all those out of the park. I love the answers. Um, how much wrestling do you get to watch today? Because I, I know you really are all over the place. Are you encapsulated with AEW, Impact, you know, something that you just watch? I watch a lot of OVW. Oh. I mean, that's kind of already. <laughs> that's because you have to. <laughs> I mean, I, w- I like to watch uh, WWE. I like to watch NXT. Um, that, I mean, those are the mainstream. I like to watch Dark, so a lot of AEW Dark. Um, so occasional uh, New Japan. Uh, not New Japan. What's the uh, stardom? Yep. Okay. Uh and uh, I'm trying to think what's all out there. Uh, I like to watch some old TNA, WCW. Well, that ECW, was... always. <sighs> ECW. I, I was just going to say, how far back does your tape study go? Will you go back to the like the original ECW? And now that I brought up oh. Taz, are you going to do some tape study on Taz? Well, now I will. You bet you better will. Um, but honestly, I'm thinking about going back to the 20s and watching wrestling. Really? A hundred years ago that ain't nobody been seeing because they're too busy trying to do their flips and flops and breaking their necks for $60. Yeah. Thank you. I agree. Do you do you think a storyline is the most important thing in professional wrestling? A character and a story and a message is the most important thing in professional wrestling. Fuck your moves. They don't make they don't mean shit. Yeah, because let me tell you. I remember the storyline of Dusty Rhodes and Ric Flair as I was a child, or Hulk Hogan Woo! and this person. Like, I remember them. Can I recall exactly what happened in a match? No. You don't need to. Yeah. Because you remember who won, and that's all that matters. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And I know Al beats that into your guys' head, uh, along with Doug and, and Maria before I forget. Yeah. When I go to training tomorrow, I'll hear the same thing again. When I go to TV the day after that, I'll hear the same thing again. I'll get a message the next day. Um, or not a message. I'll watch another seminar he does the next day, and I'll hear the same thing again. I might as well just be living with Al Snow because I hear the same thing every time. It is. It's. He's a super genius, though. You know that, right? He made the like he has the best mind in the business. He does. And he's also a dolphin trainer. Did you know that? Did he relinquish he, that yet? He did not tell us he trained dolphins. At, he goes to Florida every once in a while, right? You do know that. No wonder he managed the OBW locker room. Right? Ask him about training dolphins. That's, that, that's crazy. I talked to him about that before he beats his head into the locker tomorrow during the show. Yeah, do it early because once he starts beating his head into the locker because Daniel Spencer is a horrible referee or anything like that. Yeah. Daniel Spencer. Not my bestie. He's a horrible human being and referee. Love you, Daniel. Nah, Daniel's my bestie. 
Daniel's a good guy. Uh, he's he pulls punches on his podcast too. By the way, generic promo for him. It's called the Ringside Podcast. You don't have to listen to it, but it's out there. Um, wrestling. Let's get into the the harder the harder ones, I guess. Wrestling continues Ooh. to do well. It's not really hard. You're you've already answered this essentially, but I'm just going to ask it again. Wrestling continues uh, to change for the good uh, along the way, but there's still kind of stigmas around wrestling. If you could wave uh, your wand, what would you get rid of right off the bat? Stereotypes. Yeah, it's you. You essentially said that earlier. Stereotypes and kind of like the all inclusive. You know, like. Stop assuming like a feminine looking person is a woman. Stop assuming all black people are ghetto. Stop assuming that all big muscular men are going to be big muscular men. Stop assuming all country gimmicks are inbred and stupid. Stop assuming shit. Just sit and watch. Yeah. Take your take your time from reality and enjoy the three hours or whatever it is of wrestling. A guy had, and I'm going to steal this, a guy had a, a sign at AEW probably two months ago that said, just enjoy wrestling. I wish wrestling fans across the board would just enjoy wrestling and dive into, every match has a storyline. Understand it and love it. I think all wrestling platforms should just turn off their comments. I, yes. Because there is, like, notice... Uh, Shayna Baszler uh, had mentioned this. She's like, "There is no way for you for people to express their dislike for something without commenting. Because if they liked it, they would. If they liked what you had to say, they would have liked it. The only way they can express their dislike for something is if they comment. You take away the comments and you take it off the retweets. There's no way they can express their dislike unless they made their own separate post. Agreed. I agreed. And it's a key- and if you didn't like it, then you can remove them. Yeah, just block them, get rid of them. Yeah, I agree. I agree. There, there's no reason for hate to be in professional wrestling. And I mean true hate. Not, oh, I don't like there's what you're doing today or whatever. Yeah, none of that. I mean, there's boos and cheers and everything across the board. The hate that's out there yet is, it's scary. It's not healthy, and I think a lot of those people need therapy. Touche. Can you look back... As you and Papa are watching that very first VHS and now kind of like hover above yourself as a little child and say, damn, I made it. Uh, This is awesome. I mean, I can't really say I made it just yet, but I can say, man, I'm living the dream. Okay, well, touche. The same thing. Yeah, that's your spin. I agree. Because when I made it is the day I signed this contract for six figures. I can move out this daggone cabin. You can move out of the cabin. Well, what's your dream house going to be? A bigger cabin? PlayStation box? What What do we got? A cabin mansion. A cabin mansion. Do, do we have a, a location for it yet? On the lake. On the lake and a wraparound porch. Any, speci- any special lake? Um, not, not in particular. Maybe one that's... Like, I get, like, a, a high-up balcony I'll walk out and see the nice lake in the morning. Okay, so someplace where there's not inclement weather. Like, you, you, you don't want to go with snow and everything. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. I'm thinking in the south. Of course. Kentucky's lower the south. Okay. Good deal. 
good deal. I, I love all that. Please let me rent a room from you sometimes just to hang out there. I'm all for it. Absolutely. What's, I'll take your Go ahead, what? I said, I'll take your paddling out on a boat. Yeah. I, I hate water, by the way. Not I can't swim. That's that's why I hate water. So I love taking baths and showers and, you know, uh, swimming up to my, like, chest. Anything I'd more hope, than that, I'm done. I'd hope you take a bath and a shower. Yeah, I do take a bath and a shower. So thank you very much. I, I'm good with that. <laughs> thank you. I, I'm not smelly Daniel Spencer or anything. Not Daniel Spencer. I know. Your bestie. Can, can you tell me how it felt when you walked into Davis Arena for the first time, because by then you've you've done your homework and you know the legends and everything that's come out of Davis Arena. What was that feeling? Um, I remember walking into the arena. I'm looking around and I'm seeing like everybody's poster art, like there's like pen artwork or pencil artwork in front of everybody. Uh, like everybody that ever made it, there's artwork. Um, you walk into the dressing room and there's pictures hanging up of everybody that's ever signed a contract. It's pretty surreal. Oh my God. You can tell there's like so much history. You wouldn't know what to do with it. <laughs> yeah. And Davis arena has some of, I've been there several times. Davis arena has some of the greatest fans in professional wrestling. I will go on record and say that. How is your interaction with them? Like it, it's, it's a family each it week is. down there. It is. Uh, my interaction with the Davis Arena fans uh, depends on uh, the day. Honestly, sometimes they cheer me, sometimes they don't cheer me at all. Sometimes they boo me. It's whatever they're feeling. But I don't care what kind of noise they make. It. I walk out. There better be some daggone noise. Yeah, that's right. On that same record, on that same kind of thing. Because I I know wrestlers at Davis Arena, OVW essentially, get to spend some time like one-on-one with fans in breaks and everything. How is it when you have a youngster come up and say, you're the reason why I want to become a wrestler now? How how does that make you feel? Like I said earlier, it's so humbling. Like. The fact that I could impact a little life like that, the way other people impacted me, is beyond words. And I'm super blessed that I could be given a life where I could impact somebody's life like that. Yeah. Uh, my mom always told me, you know, if you can if you can change one person's life, have it be my son or you maybe my wife or whatever, you know, you win at the game of life. And you're young, Judy. You're a young young human being and at that age to do it like i don't know if i've done it yet but i may have you just it's it's a moment that you don't know until later in life and i'm much later in life than you are but you can feel that a little bit though even at 20 right that you have i don't know how to describe that but like the feeling is indescribable i guess you could say because i have no words for it no, but you you know it's there, essentially, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. Okay. Uh, what's some of the best advice that you've gotten for yourself and then that you would like to pass on to that youngster that wants to be a professional wrestler? Uh, 
So did yeah. Al give you the best advice, Jillian, or anything like that? Staying humble. Jillian gave me the best advice by staying humble. You know, it's very easy to get a big head when you start to climb the mountain of success. But like, if you let it go to your head, it can easily be taken from you because somebody else is waiting right behind you. The second you start getting complacent, or the second you start seeming ungrateful, they can take it to you, take it from you, and give it to somebody else. Yeah, it's been, don't owe you anything. So, like, the second that you start to become unfit for something, they can easily snatch it for you. So, watch your back and stay humble. And now you have a, a youngster coming up and saying, you know, Judy, how? what's the best way for me to get into professional wrestling? What do you want to tell the audience today? Look up a school full of credible trainers. Like, there's a lot of people that's like, oh, my trainer's credible. He's been working on the indies for 10 years. Like, not, that's not what that means. Credible trainers means someone that's been where you want to be, someone that's done what you want to do, and someone that's made money what you're working to make money at. Go to those people. They can literally, one, open a door, two, give you the fundamentals, and three, set you up on your way. Exactly. Exactly. And I'm glad that is repeated over and over for, for kids that do listen to this show and understand because, you know, you can come to Mark's Wrestling School in my backyard. I can show you some stuff. Cool. I'm not going to get you anywhere. Go knock on the door of OVW. Go talk to Al. Talk to Jillian. Talk to people that have been in the limelight because of connections. Networking is also a huge part in professional wrestling. Like, go, don't be afraid. I know it's going to hurt your pocket in the moment. Don't be afraid to spend that extra money that's going to get you that extra mile. Yep. Agreed. All right, Judy, a couple more questions, and I'll, I'll let you go hunting and maybe cut down that witch tree or whatever you're going to do tonight. Um, what are what are your goals for the rest of 2022 and then moving into 2023? Uh, my goals for the rest of 2022 is to keep getting back on OVWTV, uh, look to get myself in some title picture or whatever, whatever, whatever pops up on, on the radar, you know, just if it pops up, hopefully we tackle it and accomplish it, you know, um, finishing out some bookings out here on the East coast. Um, my goals for 2023, get out on the West coast, um, get on AEW dark, do some extra work for WWE, get an impact opportunity. Um, maybe win the OBW women's championship, maybe win, um, some titles out on the indies doesn't matter, you know. I'm just trying to get my foot in the door wherever, whenever, and I'm gonna make an impact, a savage impact. A savage impact. Thank you for saying that. Uh, I forgot to ask this actually earlier. When you we made the decision to get into professional wrestling, what what's mom, dad, and papa all think? You know, uh, supportive, tough pill to swallow. How, how did the whole family take this in? They thought I was crazy. Well, I think they knew that from birth, but that's okay. Um, Papa never did get to see me go in because he, my senior year of high school, like around this, like around the end of November, my Papa passed away. Um, he had a heart attack trying to put up the Christmas lights for the kids next door because he moved to the city because he couldn't do any lawn work anymore. He put up Christmas lights and a light up Santa for the kids next door so they could see Santa Claus at night. And he had a heart attack in the process of doing it. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. That's that's rough. Giving back and then 
he passes. I'm sorry. No, no, it's okay because I know, like, he lived his life a good man, and he was a good man. He was a humble man, and he was one of those people that, like, everybody says, oh, they'll just take their shirt off the bat. No, this man would give his money to somebody. This man would give him a ride. This man would take him to church and try to you know what i mean like this man would if you needed something this man would give it to you like this man and he ended his life knowing he was a good man that's that's an amazing legacy to leave behind so and i see that in you already or i hear that in you because i don't see you or on the phone but yes (laughs) yes you're gonna get this and manny fernandez i know you did some tape study on him or at least you know who he is says this is going to change as a wrestler a million times who is your dream match against right now but i have stipulations i need a stipulation and where you want it to be at charlotte flair at wrestlemania for the title simple right is charlotte your number one right now then essentially i mean like professional yeah. wrestlers who to watch in a door is a is a woman yes okay Still do a lot of it tape study with her? PJ and then Paige, then Sasha, then Becky, then uh, Bianca, then Char- Charlotte's my right now. But Charlotte ain't on right now, So, but Charlotte's my right now. Yeah. And like I said, it'll change. I'm in damage control right now. Oh, yeah. Who isn't into damage control? I love it. Yes. Somebody posted something today that it's flopping. I'm like, what do you mean it's flopping? It, people are stupid, Judy. People are stupid. Like everybody, go go ahead and cancel me, cancel me, y'all. But that's what we mean by marks: is people who hate on stuff and don't know what they're talking about. Yep, exactly agree. Exactly agree. All right, this is your time. Uh, give us your socials. Do you have any merch to sell? Where else are you going to be besides OVW? What's going on in uh, Judy's life right now? All right, so my socials, all of them, Instagram, Twitter, at Real Judy, J-U-D-I, Hendrix. Real Judy Hendrix. My pro wrestling teases up, Real Judy Hendrix, buy that Savage.Average shirt in teal and gold. I'm going to have another one up soon. Don't know what it's going to say or what it's going to be, but we'll figure it out. Um, I will be at Liberty Pro Wrestling this weekend for customs. It is not too late. Well, actually, when it's airs, it'll be too late to order matches. But I'll be back anyway. Um, <laughs> Um, I was going to say, don't, it won't be too late to order a match, but it is. So the next time I get into Liberty, Liberty Pro, please order my matches. The more matches you order, the more it helps me. Um, uh, this October 29th, I'll be at Imperial Pro Wrestling. Uh, December 3rd, I'm working to get somewhere, I think, PA. And then December 17th, I'll be back at Imperial Pro Wrestling. So that's all where I'm going. And Ooh, a spoiler that you're coming to PA. I think it's in PA now. Don't get don't don't okay. question me. Yeah, don't. Well, we won't release that then. We won't release that. Maria knows more about this than I do. <laughs> Good old mom. Good old mom. Is there anything I forgot to ask you? Anything you want to spout off or anything? Nope. I think we covered it A to Z. All right, A to Z. Uh, here on Can Crushers, Judy. I had a blast. Learning more about you uh, personally, and I love your professional wrestling story, but th- th- I'm going to look up skinwalkers. I'm going to do more Native American folklore. 
noodling. Yep, yep. I had a blast. Stay away from snakes, please. I'd love to see you in professional wrestling for a I'll long bring, time. I'll bring the PA. Don't test me. I'll pull a Jake the Snake real quick. I'm done. You're you're never coming back on the show. It'll just be Jada and the rest of the OVW roster. No Judy. I'll send her a snake too. Please don't. She sparks. She doesn't need snakes. But what if we use Snake the Sparks? What if that can be our mascot? <sighs> if it's multicolored, then I'll have to I'll have to look into it. Alright, I'll see what I can do. Where do I start? Let me just say that. Where do I start? First off and foremost, if we get a sparkling snake, rainbow snake, and maybe it's not venomous or anything like that, maybe. Maybe, Judy. We'll have to see. But holy moly, what an interview from start to end. Just learning about, I really enjoyed the start of it. I really did. I know that was an awkward transition, Mark. But I really loved the beginning about her childhood and the whole the, the skinwalker thing has me perplexed. Like, I have to look into that, and I really have to do some more Native American folklore search and hear some of these stories, read some of these stories. But, man, she lives a life. She lives the country life of reptiles and gate. I know they're all the same thing, and I've already forgot what the little alligator is called or what it God, I'm sorry, Judy. Uh, 45-year-old, a lot of concussions. But... Yeah, Savage Not Average. Talk about it. She's amazing. And I will tout OVW's women's roster once again. I mean, come on. Haley J, Layla Gray, Haley Shadows, uh, Jada Stone, Dream Girl Ellie, Freya, Judy. And the list can continue to go on and on and on. They're making a huge impact in the world of professional wrestling. It is a revolution that's happened there. It, it It's going to blow up. If you're not watching OVW for them, you're going to be under a rock. So make sure you tune into OVW, watch these guys and gals and everything like that. It is unbelievable what Al Snow and his hooligans there and at Collar and Elbow are doing. Um, I love how humble Judy really is. Like, she just... She understands. She really does. So I'm not going to recap the whole podcast because you understand. You just listen to it. But somebody that's got check marks just happening every day, Judy Hendricks, savage, not average. Unbelievable. Keep your eye on her, guys. And uh, hopefully she comes back on for more. I'd be excited, especially if she ends up in PA. We'll see. All right, guys, remember, just because you're trash doesn't mean you can't do great things. Call the garbage can, not the garbage cannot. Yeah.